Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. So good to talk to you all again this week, and I just want to say a heartfelt thank you for all the people who wrote in, your questions and your thoughts, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the show last week as we delved in a little deeper to your emails. We love to hear how you're feeling about these teachings and the ideas and, and situations that are coming up in your life, so we want to encourage you to email us us, uh, and we enjoy this relationship that we're building across these beautiful airways. Um, so again, our email is everydayattraction at gmail.com. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the what we call lower emotions, but what we also talk about on this show is how every emotion has within it brilliance, great information, opportunity, So when we feel pinched off and we're feeling maybe blameful, maybe we're feeling critical, maybe we're feeling um, some of what we consider those lower ebbing emotions, get excited (laughs) because there's something there for you. There's something there that when we're able to release it, there's wonderful freedom on the other side of it. We really talk about the fact that it's all good. There are no good emotions. There are no bad emotions. There's just opportunities and there's ways that we can expand. And I am happy to welcome back this week to the show my co-host, who's been tripping the light fantastic on the slopes, Jess Campbell. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. You have a great time on the mountaintop. Yes, it was fabulous. I love it. I love fun, it. It's fun, great fun. to get out in nature like that. Uh, I, mean, I love like, it. I love it. I just, the, I mean, I love skiing, but the beauty that you're, you're kind of like smack in the middle of all this beauty. It's like, oh. <laughs> and of course, we have to clarify for those who live in the snow every day and are <laughs> in their head, <laughs> they're scraping the top of their car. Not so much beauty, but right. no, no. It's, it's all, all relative. It's all relative. But us in California, it is fun when we have an opportunity to go up and, and spend some time in the snow and, and frolic and have some fun. Well, we're happy you're back. And um, I also want to give a, a shout out for the cruise yeah. that's coming. I know you're hearing the commercials and the breaks here, but um, Janice and I are going to be on the Caribbean cruise in November 2012. And I know that feels like a long time away, but you know how time goes. Um, and we just submitted our um, our talk titles because uh, we'll be giving talk titles. Janice will be giving one for Receive Your Life, and hopefully she'll join me on the Everyday Attraction talk. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, the title of the talk is Yes, you can have that too. Um, advanced 
advanced law of attraction because I do feel that the teachings of Abraham that we talk about on this show are, are really leading, bleeding 2.0, um, 3.0 uh, law of attraction techniques and understanding, and there is no end to that. So we'll have a lot of fun. Now, the, no, the cruise is November 10th through the 17th in 2012. Super cheap. It's only like it's under $1,000 for the whole trip. And we go to San Juan, St. Thomas, Half Moon Bay in the Bahamas. It's going to be fantastic. Mm. So Bahamas, it'll be so much fun. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. So there'll be music and messages and just really an opportunity to play with those who understand uh, what you understand about how good life can be. So if you're interested in coming aboard with us, go to unity.fm forward slash cruise and be sure to tell them that you're coming because you want to be a part of the everyday attraction and receive your life talk so we we want to they want to know that you're coming to see us and we want to know you're coming to see us so be sure and do that and we want you to come see us <laughs> wait wouldn't it be it would just be so Fun. great yeah it'd be so great to put faces to names and um and it'll be really fun so you know i had gotten an email from one of our listeners marilyn hey marilyn um and i wanted to start off by reading this one because i thought the topic that she brings up is really interesting when we talk about some of these more restrictive emotions that we experience in our day-to-day, everyday world. Um, she writes, you know, that she she reads all the Abraham Hicks books and she even gets the daily inspiration. But there was one topic that recently came across in a daily inspiration. And again, for those of you who don't know, you can go to abraham Hicks. Dot com and sign up for their daily inspirational emails, which I love. Um, and so be sure and do that. But she got one and she didn't quite understand this quote. And this is what I love about this show. We're here to take that Abraham material and break it down so that it just makes total sense. And it really is something you can apply to your life. Um, she says, here's the quote I don't get. The quote is from Abraham. You cannot worry about someone and love them at the same time. Most people mistake the emotion of worry for the emotion of love. They think that worrying about someone means that you love them. This is a great quote. But if you equate worry with love, which let me tell you, there's a false premise in there, this cannot make sense. So Marilyn, I understand why this is confusing, but we're going to break it down in a way that I think you'll really hear it and anyone else who um, might be confused about this idea. I think this is some old stuff, Janice, you know, where from our mothers and our mother's mothers, if you love your kids, you worry about them. Right. Especially, it's so easy with this statement about um, you can't worry and love in the same moment. For me, it's so easy to see it clearly with kids, like you say, yeah. because it is that thing, but it's almost like we learn how do you love your kids? You worry about them. You get in their business. You... To hover over them like that's how you love your how you know like otherwise you're detached you're aloof you don't care care. but this is oh this is false premise 101 man we just got to really call this to the curb because here's let's talk about the metaphysics of this you physically emotionally spiritually cannot hold two emotions at the same time let's just make that clear try it Try holding the emotion of love and worry at the same time or hold the emotion of fear and 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 hope at the same time. You cannot do it. Mm-hmm. You have to pick. Thank you. Thank you, God. Right. Our, isn't it fantastic? Let's just have a moment. Whoop, whoop. Thank you, God. <laughs> that we're, We can only experience one thought, emotion, 
feeling at at the time we because that's our vibrational set point there you can't have this so what we're talking about in this situation is a misunderstanding about what love and worry feel like because the emotion of worry does not have the ability to reach the vibrational height of love it's not possible because what do we know about love it's relaxed it's knowing it's truth it's unconditional, unconditional. Worry, totally conditional. So what we have to understand is that this is a semantic issue here. What do you mean by worry, totally conditional? I think that's interesting. Well, worry says, I have to have these conditions. If If these conditions don't happen, my love is at stake. I worry about you. Right. Like something, basically something has to happen in order for me to stop my worrying. Right. And therefore continue on my loving. Right. What a mess. Yeah. What a mess. <laughs> I mean, talk about some relationship craziness here. And I love that Marilyn brought this up because it's so great for us to um, make some clear discernments about what we talk about with certain types of uh, vibrational set points and, and feelings. So here's the thing. You might call it love when you worry about your child or your situation or anything, but it is not. Right. It's almost like we could have the same statement. It's, why are you worried about me? I thought you loved me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because within love is trust, is knowing. Mm-hmm. Because vibration, the vibration of love is what source holds mm-hmm. all the time. And source never worries about us. Right. So what we know about the vibration of love, real love, not semantics, the actual vibration of love cannot hold within it lack limitation. Right. Because it would be below its vibrational set point. Yeah. And then some people would say, though, but yeah, I don't worry about you. This is what mommy said. I don't worry about you, but I worry about the other people out there. You know? <laughs> same, <laughs> same situation, different channel. Same kind of mixed right. like, combination. You're not going to be safe. Like the world's not safe. Yeah. So we have to wake up to uh, a discerning within ourselves. What is really love? What, what is the vibration of love? And let me tell you, when you are feeling pure positive emotion, pure positive emotion, that is love. So we have to rebrand that understanding of love because if we have been taught that the vibration of concern, worry is love, then that can get confusing. Mm-hmm. So we get to wake up to the fact that that is not possible. And we get to understand that when we feel worry, we're not feeling love. And that's a concern, right? Because we want to feel love. Love is where power is. Love is where clarity is. Love is where knowing what to do next is. Worry, not so much. I mean, Abraham has gone so far as to say, the worst thing you can say to someone is, I worry about you. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. And why is that? Because when you say that, you are saying, I don't trust that you're connecting to your source. I don't trust that you have a source. I don't trust that you know a source. I don't trust that you have an inner being that is speaking to you. Oh my gosh. Talk about unstabling, right? Where if we want to be a pure inspiration to people, we have to know that God is speaking to them, that inside of them is that voice of knowing. And to confirm that to someone is powerful. I never worry about you is what I love to say to people. Yes. I never worry about you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're good. I know that you know that voice inside of you. I trust it. I know that you have it. You have to have it. You couldn't have come in on the planet without it. Isn't that, oh, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of times it really helps to to know that within yourself. Like we can't really give that to another person or have that strong knowing 
if we don't know it ourselves. Right. Like if we don't really trust ourselves and we're worrying about ourselves and our life and our outcome, we don't have much to give in that department. But when we get really solid and grounded in our knowing and our connection to source, it's easy to give it to people because it's, it's obvious. You just made a really good point, and I want to I really want to drive this one home because you cannot give what you don't have. So if you're worried about yourself, then you're going to give worry to other people. So really, the work is not shifting the relationship with other people. It's coming back home and really redefining and and embellishing what your experiences is, is of being loved by source. Being loved by source. What does that feel like? Because that has, worry is millions of miles away from that. And to really embody that for yourself, I think is critical step number one, if you're wanting to, you know, give that to someone else. So Janice, that was such a good point. We cannot give away what we don't own. And so I think what's so important is to perhaps redefine how we love ourselves. And how we know source is loving us and to become so comfortable with that vibration that when we look out and we see our children or our friends or family, that we carry that vibration forward for them as well. But we have it first. And then, of course, we give it out. It is so sad, too. Like sometimes, you know, watching parents and kids, you see how parents just dump their stuff on their kids. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just really sad because then the kids start taking it on like it's theirs. And, you know, it's just so important for us to do our work. But there's also that opportunity for that child as well when they don't have a feathered nest and they're dealing with Mm -hmm. a lot of these complex ideas that they're able to search forward as well, that they're able to get more discerning on their rockets of desire. So I know that nothing is ever going wrong. Right. That's a good point. And it's, and it's, and it's, it's trusting the source. Yeah. Like they have their own connection. They're not, they're going to be fine. Even if, if it looks like they're totally off track from us or they don't agree with what, (laughs) you know, it's like they're here in their own vibration. I mean, I think of that with my kids, especially my oldest son getting ready to go off to college, you know, because I think like, oh, wow, what's that going to be like? I mean, he could be halfway across the United States or all the way across the United States, but yet he still has source within him. Like, right, right. And the best thing you can do for him as an uplifter is to hold that knowing with yes. unwavering, remember? Right. Unwavering. No matter the circumstance, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. If we can be that for ourselves and for our kids, it, it truly is a different type of world. Well, then we could actually enjoy our life too. Because yeah. otherwise our attention's you know, like with if we're worried for our kids, our attention's over there and we're not home to receive what's ours to do. You know, like yeah. so our energy is all over the place. Like today, my daughter's on a field trip. We got an email. This school's very protective. You know, the bus just broke down, and <laughs> but your child will be home on time. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> roll with it, roll with it, right? Yeah. Trusting that um, circumstances are, are unfolding in a way for everyone's greater good. And I think that's a powerful philosophy. But I don't worry about these new energies, man. They're yeah. coming. They're so they're so clear on what they want. And, and you know, I'm seeing some of these newer energies um, that are now getting into the workforce, you know, graduated from college and now getting into the workforce. And I was looking at some job posts the other day, and, and I, I saw this for the first time, and my jaw dropped. On the specifications, instead of uh, college degree, it said college degree or equivalent work experience. And these were really, really high-end technical mm-hmm. jobs, right? Mm-hmm. These are really like seriously. So instead of a college degree, oh, you can also have, you know, five to seven years of work experience and will. And I was like, I have never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Usually you had to have a college degree. And why I say that is 
some of these energies are not even like wanting to do the whole school thing. They just skip right, right into what they want to do. And I got to tell you, my brother did this. I'm going to out my brother. My brother, you know, is an amazing computer programmer and he couldn't handle the constraints of college because college was too far behind what he knew was going on in the computer world. And he is doing fantastically well. Thank you very much without a college degree. Whoop, whoop on that. You know, Bill Gates dropped out of college. What do we find out about Steve Jobs? Couldn't do college. And not to say that college isn't a fantastic experience. Loved it. But to discern that that is the only way you're going to be successful in life. Hey, these new energies are saying, yeah, I can go that way or this way. But, you know, it kind of ties to what you're saying earlier about the worry love thing. You can't be in two places. Like your brother can't really be vibrating at that level and be sitting in a classroom. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like something has to give, you know, for him. You know, we're all different. But I think whenever there's that strong, you know, it just feels like it was amplified in him. But we kind of do this moment by moment by moment. We're like, why am I here? What am I doing? Like, if you really bring attention to it, sometimes we think we could be split, but we actually can't be split. No. No, and and trusting it. Like I love college. They couldn't kick me out. You know, I stayed as long as I could possibly hang on. I think I have three degrees. You know, because I loved the experience. Mm-hmm. I loved the, the the classroom and and the uh, the whole thing. Loved it. Even thought I'd want to stay in you know that whole area because it was so much fun. So for me, it was a vibrational match. Now my parents were worried about him. Mm-hmm. You know, because he wasn't doing what and but I, I like I say these new energies they're not playing the game like some of these older energies yeah. you know, also, right what you're saying which I really like too is that whole thing it wasn't a vibrational match we each have our own vibration yeah so it's a yes for one person could be a no for someone else like our job is to tune in and really listen to that because it's not going to look like anyone else's no and what I love about this is that the job world yes is reflecting that here was this high-tech company yes and I'll just out it. It was Google. Mm-hmm. It was like a job for Google. Mm-hmm. And here it was. Okay, yeah, if you got the college degree, cool. But if not, if you came with a ton of experience, you know, you're good. You're good to go. And I was like, dang, that's a new world. But you know what I love about that too? It's kind of like dropping all the facade, and yeah. like we want what's real. Yeah. You know, we don't need the packet. We want to see what's in the package. Don't just show us the wrapping. We want. Yeah. <laughs> we want yeah. to really get to the essence of, of you know what is your gift? What are you bringing? What's what can history? you contribute? That's what right. matters. That, you know, the rest of this stuff, great, whatever. But we want to know what you're going to bring. Right. And this whole idea about, well, you're not going to make as much money. Listen, my, my brother makes as much as I do, if not more. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I had a loan to pay back and he did not. So, you know, it, either way you get there. And I think what we have to do is. But, you know, parents- either way, but it's kind of, again, it's like so personal to you. Yeah. That's where the, the integrity and the honesty is really got to follow your own vibe. Yeah. And you got to trust these kids. Hey, we've come to the first break for the show where we just loved your, your email, Marilyn. Look what wonderful discussion you prompted. So thank you. And if any of you out there want to send us a question about an Abraham quote or something that doesn't quite fit for you, we love it. So email us at everydayattraction at e, uh, gmail gmail.com. Stay tuned. We're going to take a break when we come back. More delicious unfolding for your everyday attraction. Hold on. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. 
To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with Janice and Ray today on this beautiful day where we're looking at some of, you know, what we call some restricted emotions, some lower emotions, but we're calling them perfect because they're revealing to us false premises. They're revealing to us resistances that are ready to be released. So if you're feeling uh, some of this critical blame, fearful worry, good for you. Just know that there's something underneath it. Let's yeah. ride it out. Let's see what is up underneath it. One of my favorite things is Jim Rosemurgy, a Unity writer. He used to call it divine discontent. Yes. And I love that. It's like there's wisdom in it. There's, there's divine. This, this is, there's a reason why this is going on. This is a really good discontent. <laughs> this is a good one. And the reason it is so good is because the premise that we talk about every week on this show is that there are two perspectives going on in your consciousness, whether you know it or not. This is sort of the mechanics of the vibrational universe that we have, we're coming to know through many, many, many teachers, Abraham just being one. But how Abraham talks about it, and again, this is abraham-hicks.com. If you're unfamiliar with their teachings, check that out. What they say continually is that we have choices in our perspective. We can see through what they call the eyes of source, the big S. Or we can see through the self, which is limited in scope and just based on experience. What's exciting about the perspective of source, and we can don that either one of those perspectives at any time. And what the ideal situation is, is to blend those, those two perspectives, to, to see through the eyes of the self, which is where we create, where we see contrast, where we see some of these experience, some of these lower emotions. And then moving through the eyes of source where we can close the gap, find the solution, feel the relief. It's both. One is not better than the other, but boy, if you have one without the other, let's talk about that. There are some issues there because if you're only seeing through the eyes of source, 
I think it could get kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I like what you said when uh, thinking through the eyes of self, it's limited. What I, I yeah. like about that word because it's limited. It just need, It just means it's not bad. It just means there's more. Yeah. You know, it just means that we can right now through our our through the eyes of ourselves, we can see a certain perspective. But, yes. But that's why the knowing is so important. Is there's there's more, and when we don't have the eyes of source, that's when the fear and the worry, because we're just looking at the relative plane. We're just looking at a very limited through a very limited lens. And yes, of course we're scared. Of course we're like if we're looking at it from that perspective, we can yes. have compassion and understanding for the fear. But it's so much bigger than that. But it's part of the creative process. Yeah. See, and this is how God expands. And I think one of the most brilliant things that these teachers have brought us for myself personally is the understanding of the universal creative process. Because when we look through the eyes of source, we're seeing lack and limitation and we're asking for more. And in the asking, source always says yes. But then when we get up to speed with that yes, then the physical universe, that tactile touch, feel, hear, smell, gets up to speed with that new wanting. It's what we call progress. So we agree as we come into these physical bodies to to don this limited perspective, to ask, and then bring in, here's the critical part, bring into the physical that which we are wanting. That is, source is expanding. You know, that's a question I've always had about Abraham. (laughs) Can I email my question in? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. Is that thing about source is always expanding, God is always expanding, but if God's source is all that is, is like how could you expand all that is because all as because all that is is still expanding yeah but then i could see it seems like the physical universe like you say the physical universe will expand the physical universe will get up to speed i could see that part the physical universe expanding right but but i can't really the whole thing about something that is that is all that is could be more how could you have more it's like saying there's more than infinity and there is and i think actually they actually talked about this is that our minds can't go to that place of understanding that even the non-physical is expanding but then it wouldn't really be defined as all that is right it's more like a work in progress well and and i think that's from our own definition the limited definition you're saying it's a limited definition that something is done right right I just because then there's that idea that we're kind of catch up to something rather than participating in the expansion. I don't think you can have both. I don't think you can have this sort of perfect all that is completely done and then this kind of lower physical world trying to catch up to it. They've kind of in recent workshops really pushed against that and said that's really not how it is. Well, cuz sometimes it would have to it would actually have to pass it. Stop. <laughs> At some point it would but, stop. But I guess it's it's assuming that that the source is always expanding. I see what you're saying. But my question is, why do we need it to be finite? Why why are we uncomfortable with the idea that infinity is always expanding? Why is this idea? Because I think there's something in there that says, oh gosh, there better be something out there that's perfect because otherwise, why am I trying to catch up with it? Right, like if it's all messy, that's a scary thought. (laughs) If no one's really driving this ship, where the hell are we going? (laughs) If I'm actually driving this ship, no, I'm really scared. I like to feel a little comfort with, uh... (laughs) you know, that's an interesting thing though because I do find comfort in absolute principles Mm -hmm. and I guess that always is expanding too then, but it's kind of like, like the purity of love 
just it will the, never change but how it's expressed can expand well see that's why i think if we look at that in the way we're just talking about like you say love will never change but how it's expressed will expand yeah so it's kind of the same thing with this thing it's like yeah this, I don't it that. will be expressed different ways but but god will never change love will never change do you know what i'm saying Right, but how it's expressed can have more delicious details. Yeah, that part I understand, but I guess it's saying that God will change. And it is. And why are we unsettled by that? But then will love exchange and expand? I guess so. Why Why wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think what's, what's coming up for me and what I'm getting from these teachers is that there's a little bit of that old religiosity in this. This idea that there's a father God that's got it all going on and all you know, knowing. It's kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's a parent. It's always going to catch you before you fall. That's all true in the sense that there is a greater knowing. I mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't make the sun come up today. So there's obviously something going on beyond my, my limited consciousness right now. But, um, but we can trust that. But we, I think we have to get rid of this idea that there's something perfect out there and that it's kind of hoping we'll catch up with it. I think that's some leftover religiosity that we need to clean up vibrationally because we're participating in the expansion of God. We're participating in that non-physical expansion. And yes, it's on the physical plane, but it's also on the metaphysical plane too. It's all vibration. So to say, oh no, when you get to physical, that's expanding. Mm -hmm. But what's what's behind the physical? Mm -hmm. Non-physical. So it has to be expanding too. Right. You know, in order for it to be in this dance. And I hope we haven't lost anyone. (laughs) But I mean, the most important thing is I think we have to get comfortable with this idea that we're participating in this emerging and that we have a perspective at any time to look at the limited self or the expansive all-inclusive self. And, and I think our emotions tell us what lens we're looking through because if we're looking through the expanded spiritual source self, the big S it's amazing the possibilities and we're pulling in infinite intelligence. We're pulling in all that has been all that is wanting to be. We're participating in a much bigger field. This is the Olympics, right? When we're looking through the small self, we're kind of in the backyard playing stickball. Well, we just kind of know from our own experience. We know from what we've already experienced, not what's possible. And the resources are limited. So that's why when we we kind of have that limited perspective, we get into worry, doubt, fear, um, criticism, judgment, all that stuff that doesn't feel good. A source can't participate in that because it's it's cutting itself off. But we kind of it kind of makes sense if we only have a certain amount of. It's like if you're looking at some food and you're like, okay, well, this is all we have. You know, you're going to start to feel that scarcity and how it's going to be divvied up and who's going to have more. But if you know that people are going to bring trays of food every four hours, you don't care. You relax. You relax. relax. You're like, there'll be more food. There's always more food. Yeah. And there's that that infinite understanding. And when you're dealing on the sort of, I got, you know, the universe has got my back, then you're going to be much more co-creative and expansive than if you just have three crayons and you're like, I only have red, blue, and yellow. This is all I can color yeah. with, you know, and now I feel deprived and how come they have fuchsia and I don't have fuchsia. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> if I know, had fuchsia, my life would be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. but you can watch your emotions to decide to see if you're playing from the Olympics and kind of where you stop the backyard. Too. Like there's a stopping like, Oh, that's all like, yeah. you know, like the Bible story about the oil too. I only have this amount in my house. Boom. Right. Lacks, right. You know, scarcity crept in. 
So I really, I'd like to look at some of these emotions and get up underneath them so that when I have them, I know the mechanics of what's really going on. And, you know, criticism is one of those things that I find really interesting from a metaphysical perspective, being critical, having judgment about something. And for the most part, in my experience, being critical of someone or something doesn't feel good It does for me. Now, maybe for other people, it does feel good. But for me, it doesn't feel good to be critical, although it, it feels at some point justifiable. And I can feel a little relief from it when I'm yeah. critical it's of like somebody. like the junk food. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, this tastes so good. And then, ugh, I got stomachache. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but there is some relief. So yeah. if I'm feeling, if criticism is a relief to me, that means that my judgment and I was probably having some powerless emotions below that and being critical was a bit up the emotional scale. Oh, I was feeling a little bit better because I'm critical of him, you know, but it's not of the place of love and expansion and, and co-create true co-creation. Uh, you're limited from that perspective. So I wanted to play a little track where Abraham talks about this very thing. What is going on when we are critical? Um, and so we'll play this track and we'll come back and get a little bit deeper into it. And again, this is from a, a recent Abraham Hicks work, workshop. And we encourage you to go to abraham-hicks.com and order the whole thing. We're just going to give you a little snippet here. Um, get on one of their workshop lists. Uh, I just went last Saturday. It was so fabulous. Um, so here we go. What's going on with criticism? Uh, today we've talked a lot about obs observing and focusing, observing others, observing others, uh, what uh, what others have that we might not have, or what others do that we wouldn't do or want to do, uh, or what, how others see us. And we would like you to shift that tenacious appetite to observe into the framework of wanting to observe how you feel when you see that, how you feel when you think that. In other words, let your observation be about how whatever it is that is your object of attention, how it resonates with who you are right here and now. We want you to observe. We want you to sift through the data. We want you to discern. We want you to discover preferences. We want you to define the details of what you want to live. And we want the universe to yield to you the specifics in the wondrous ways that it is capable of delivering. But from a practical standpoint of what you might do as individuals to enhance your experience, to fulfill your reason for being, to satisfy the desires that you held when you made the decision to come. We want you to understand that these things you knew, you knew that you were eternal and ongoing, and you knew that it is endless the opportunities that you will have to define the specifics of what you want. And you felt certain that you would be satisfied moment by moment in the unfolding. When you find yourself, any of you, in a place where you feel that there is some injustice, where someone else has received more than they deserve, and in the process of that, you are getting less than what you deserve. Or when you are observing some injustice, where you feel that someone is being mistreated who should be treated differently. When you see lack of any kind anywhere, 
If you could just acknowledge to yourself that in that moment, what you're really feeling is your disagreement, and in some cases, your vehement disagreement with the way the broader part of you, who is out here on the leading edge with you, is observing this same moment in time. And if it would be your quest from this moment forward to find resonance with the way that source within you sees this moment. In other words, you see something, and for whatever reason, maybe it's for some principle that you've been carrying around for a long time, you feel disappointment in the person, or you feel that there is something about that person that you are criticizing, and you feel validated in your criticism because there are plenty of other people that would rally with you to point criticism in that way. If you could stop in that moment and just acknowledge simply that the fact that criticism is existing within you at all means that you have found contradiction with that which is your source. And then if you would take it the step that we really are asking you to take, this is the step that almost no one is really understanding. If in that feeling of disagreement you would understand that not only are you out of vibrational whack with who you have become as you've been living this physical experience, but you're out of whack with all that you've become through all that you've been living. And the most significant thing is that in this moment where all that is is wanting to be present and forward with you in this potentially dynamic moment of co-creation, that in this process that you have brought fully forward into this powerful now, that source is going to have this moment, but you are depriving yourself of it. Can you feel that? In other words, you've done everything that you said you would do. You came and you sifted through the data. You came and you put into your vortex things that you want. You created a moment in time where the fullness of all that you are can be realized. But for some squirrely reason, you are using something as your excuse to pinch yourself off from the moment the source is having that you provided. And that's why someone says, I feel like a fraud. That's why someone says, I feel disappointed in myself. That's why someone says, I feel unworthy. All of these things are just ways of describing what it feels like when you, in any moment in time, which is where all of your power is, deprive yourself of the celebration that all that is, is having in your moment. You have the- Oh boy, I got to stop there. Having a come to Jesus moment. Come to Jesus oh i love it when they get on their pulpit you know what i mean and they're like oh all of creation is here right now for you and for some squirrely reason (laughs) (laughs) you are holding yourself back from the celebration that is you i mean let me tell you it's worth going through these lower emotions just to wake up to the remembering you know so Let's let's take apart what they were what they were talking about. Starting in the beginning of that track, they talked about, you know, when you observe something, it's you, you want to be aware of not just what your mind is saying, but how you are feeling in the observation. Isn't that interesting? I mean, that's a real important piece of information. Because our minds can kind of take over in the observing, but we're not realizing how we're feeling in the observing, you know? I mean, how we feel in the observation is so critical in the sense that it gives us information as to what's really going on. Right. It's like a lie detector test. Yeah. 
It's your own internal lie. Not what you wish you were thinking, but what, I mean, not what you wish you were feeling, but what you're actually feeling. What you're actually feeling. And I just had this experience this morning where, where my husband and I got into some conversation about someone in our family. And I just had this like critical thing about this person. And I went off and it felt horrible, felt horrible, but I felt justified in my criticism. And that is just such a booby prize. Yeah. But it's interesting about that, I think, because they said the most important thing is to have resonance with the way source sees it in this moment. But it's kind of like, how do you move from having, like you say, feeling that feeling like it's it's there seems to me like there has to be a some sort of surrender. And, you know, like and we wouldn't, you know, like letting go of the lesser for the greater. Yeah, it's hard to let go of the lesser and this unless we're really clear on the greater we're reaching for because otherwise it looks like, like you said, moving up the emotional scale. Well, this feels a little bit better if I complain about it, but it's like, like not, what is the higher? What what are we really reaching for? Like, what really? do we have to let go of? Like, but we won't let go of like, like, how do we get to that place of knowing that there's something better? Yes. And on that note, we're going to take a break. We've actually gone through our second segment here. We got to take a quick break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. We're so excited. On Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. We're going to have a few messages and be right back. Stay tuned. On the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand. A little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. Ooh, so we were just listening to that delicious track. And you're right. We have to, uh, you often say, Janice, we, you know, what are we measuring for? To feel just a little bit better or to see through the eyes of source? <laughs> I mean, what, what are we wanting in that? And, and they use this word that I really love, resonate. How does it resonate with you when you are critical, judgmental, disappointed in someone? And, and you know from that that you're off 
you're off the mark. Right. You know? Right. And, and then where do you go from there? It's so funny. Like a lot of times at the end of the day, if I'm just fried or something, I tell my husband, I'm going to bed. Like I'm not even going to try to get a better feeling. <laughs> I'm just going to start over tomorrow. <laughs> I'm taking a nap. That's man. I'm it. Going to I, sleep. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I agree, man. That sometimes that's the only way out, you know, yeah. and, then we, and, and, and I think there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes we're in situations where we're in a lot of pain, we're stuck and we can't stay there. We choose to not, we don't want to stay there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We want to move through it. We want to be able to see more than this limited perspective that we're seeing. But there's a premise that we need to be really clear about here because without this premise, none of this makes sense. The premise that they said is from your standpoint, you came to earth and you came, you chose to come. You came here to have an enhanced experience and to fulfill your purpose. But here's the premise that you're coming from. You are eternal. You are ongoing. You are endless and that you are always satisfied from the biggest perspective, always satisfied in the unfolding of that which is yours. So from that premise, we want to get back to that viewpoint of I'm eternal, I'm ongoing, I'm endless, and I'm satisfied in what is happening now because I know it's leading to something else. And that's what I came here for, the ride, the journey. I think that's such an important premise because when you start to engage the concept of criticism, you are not coming from your eternal, ongoing, endless, satisfied self. Right. You well, it's not coming from faith. It's the fear that we can't really trust this premise. Yes. Like maybe that's, that's just true. lip service or, but that's not really the way life. And like, can I really trust the source that lives within my kids? Can I really trust that? Or is that just a nice lofty idea? Right. And that, that really is where the rubber hits the road because without that premise, it's, it's shaky ground. Um, but, but this idea that we go, oh, we wax on endlessly in the metaphysical community. What is my purpose? What is my, how many thousands of dollars have we all spent reading the books, going to the seminars? What am I here for? And, and what Abraham says is so clearly, so crisply, so distinctly, you're here to be satisfied in the unfolding of your life. You're here to go from that pinched off place to that more expansive place. Relax, you know, know that that is your purpose, that there is nothing that there is no benchmark. That and you can't it. really you can't really get it wrong. No, you know, but but I think what's interesting here, too, is because, like they said, we put a lot of stuff in our vortex. and We've had these desires. There is a very unique expression that's ours to do and we could feel it. Like you could yeah. feel when you're on track, you could feel when you're expressing, you could feel when you're, you know, being the gift that you are and you could feel when you're withholding that. But you're eternal. You're, you can't lose that. Right. 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 It's not like, but oh, I think, but I think we're not going to give it if we don't trust it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not going to feel safe enough to really give it. And that's when we sit on the sidelines and think it's got to be something else. It can't be this easy. I can't just be who I am. Like that would just be, <laughs> it's got to be way more complicated than that. <laughs> there must be some existential discontent. But I think it really here. is that way of like finding joy, the better feeling place gets you close. That, that's it. That's it. You can't have more information than that. If you feel relief, if you feel peace, if you feel joy, you're on track. You're on track. That's, that's all you it. Need. That's the only indication you need yeah you're fulfilling your purpose congratulations yes. big blue ribbon for there's you there's nothing yeah. else to do and from that place a lot of really cool stuff unfolds oh because we're in the we're engaged in life we're participating 
and the universe can fill in the details, the delicious details that we ourselves could never have conjured up because we don't, we don't have that perspective in those moments. We're expanding to that. But I think what's so important in that moment is that when you are feeling injustice or criticism or criticizing or judgmental, you are in that moment, take a breath in disagreement with the broader point of you yeah you are in disagreement so maybe we could just say to ourselves maybe i was wrong about that (laughs) (laughs) maybe i was wrong about it really much better than i thought it was or you know it's like it's actually going to be okay like wow okay (laughs) let's do the everyday takeaway right now take a thing you've been critical about take a breath and say maybe i was wrong about that Letting go of all the evidence that you have garnered in your, and yes, maybe if they took a vote, you'd win. Yeah, but Goody you know, it's funny, you. like when you were talking about your family member and you felt justified. A part of it is we love to be right. Yeah, you know that's why just surrendering. Like I love this was years ago, but I was at an Abraham workshop and they were talking about you know you get to that point in your life where you you need to cry uncle. So you cry uncle, you give up, but you're not giving up on your desire. No, you're just giving up on the struggle and. And all the that small self. Yes, but you're never you can never give up on the infinite eternal being that you are. That doesn't go yeah. any, but you're giving up on all the noise and all the like oh, I'm gonna stop all this pushing against energy. Yeah, because eventually you get exhausted and contradicting your source. Yeah. And I wanna say most of the discontent, no, all of it. Is in, is when we're in contradiction with source. All the mayhem, disease, issues, blah 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 is in this contradiction, contradictory energy with source. So let's stop it. You know, there is that kind of like shake it off and, and really move into that moment. And, and what that was very, very telling in that segment is they said, here's the step that almost no one is taking or understanding. Here is the step that almost no one is taking or understanding that out of all of you've become, it is here for you in this moment. All that you've asked for, All the vibrational work, all that you've become is in this moment. And, you know, as as Seth said, and as they talked later on in this this segment, your power is in to make a new decision in this moment that you're going to change that perspective, that you're going to see from the broader self. And then everything rushes in, including the emotion of joy and release and laughter and all that wonderful stuff that says, ah, I don't. You know what helps me sometimes see from the broader source is like when I go to sleep at night, I'll be thinking, wow, all the things that happened that I not, I could not possibly have imagined in the morning. Yeah. yeah because it, 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 it demonstrates to me that there's so much more than I can even possibly perceive. Exactly. And it's exactly. like over and over. It's like, cause then it's kind of, it helps to train me that just because I can't see it doesn't mean it's not here or it's not happening or it's not unfolding. Oh, from what these teachers say, it's happening. There is a party happening, yeah. <laughs> a celebration happening because of who you are and what you've re- experienced. But you are not getting to the party, not allowing yourself to, you know, get the right Google map <laughs> to find your way to the party. And and I think that was really interesting. And a point that I want to make as we as we wrap up today is that source is celebrating, period, whether you come or not. There is a party going on. There is a perspective going on that is full of exquisite, enhanced experience. It's like, I thought that was so powerful to think about. It's like 
I'm not taking any way, anything away from source. It's having a really good time. <laughs> Sometimes I have an experience like when my family's having a great time and I'm in a bad mood, they're going to have a great time no matter what. <laughs> I know. And then I kind of sit there and like, okay, I, it's kind of like that thing. I'm either going to join the party <laughs> right, or it's not. Like, they seem to be having a really good time. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like being at a place and like the fun table is having a really good time, but because your card name, whatever was set on the not fun table that you're just going to sit there and complain and criticize. Yes. It's like, get up and go over and sit yourself down at the fun table. Because or or a- allow the fun to pour through you at the table you're at. I like that even better. Make your table the fun table. Yeah. Yeah. We could do yeah. that any moment. Make it fun where you're at mm. so that it too can, because that is, and that is the true purpose. That is what we've come here to do. Isn't that fascinating? And I love the fact that source energy says squirrely <laughs> for some squirrely reason <laughs> that we can't understand. <laughs> Thank you, Esther Hicks. I love, I love Esther Hicks's translation of this source. I know all of us translate this energy. I know all of us are this energy and that we all have that inner Abraham that inner source speaking to us uh, in, in our definitive way. But gosh, do I love her translation and why I enjoy these teachings so much is because the language really kind of cuts to the chase that anytime we are doing this, we are pinching ourselves yeah. off. And also I, I appreciate too, what a big yes she is. Because I think that's, that's like each one of us, like you say, we're connected to source, we're communicating with source. How much of a yes are we to letting it flow and express through us? Mm. And what's fantastic is the moments that we catch ourselves and realize, because that's really where our power is. Our power is catching ourselves in the moment, realizing that we've, that we've cut ourselves off from the truer knowing. That in this moment, because of how I'm feeling, flag on the play, I know that I have now separated myself from my broader knowing, my most creative, my most solution focused, and that I can make a decision. I can stick, I can hang out in more critical. You know what? I can decide I don't want to be with the with the happy table. I want to be in a funk. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely. But having the power to choose. But the power to choose is in everything. Yes. Because I think when we don't think we have the power to choose, that's when we feel um, the greatest suffering, that I'm stuck. And we start criticizing people around us. <laughs> right. right, right. But when stuck is a choice, mm-hmm. then we can revel in the, in the slop, yeah. you know, revel in it. And then I'm sure you're getting all kinds of you know juicy morsels that you're going to go and release at some point. Um, but, you know, I love this idea of being real, you yeah. know, with what's happening, having your short shout. But the short shout about how bad it is or how miserable or how unfair, it, the short shout is getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's well, like- I think what happens is when we realize we have a choice, we start to feel our power again. And once that power comes rushing back, then we don't have to just settle for that. Yeah. And expand like, it out. We're like, what am I doing? Yeah. I don't have to do this. I love that person. Yeah. You know, I, lo- I love that's the search. When we get into that back full circle to Marilyn's question from the beginning of the hour, when we step into the power of unconditional love and the feeling that that is and the way that the universe looks from those set of glasses is so intoxicating and so fabulous. Anything else is Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? Anything else just doesn't taste very good. It yeah. just tastes like sugar water. But, once, and, but you, we have to find that out for ourselves. That's yeah. really great is when we get that, we're like, oh, I can make a different choice. 
We can't, you can't take our word for it, but we hope that this show, this hour has given you some inspiration to really practice this resonating with the broader self. It is in you. It is in your DNA. It is in your ability. There is no way you could be on the planet without having this broader understanding. And if you've ever felt joy in your life, you've had it. If you've ever felt love, you've had it. And so we just want to go back and resonate with that so that the delicious physical world can fill in more and more colors, more and more textures, more and more taste opportunities. So Janice, thank you for another. Oh, thanks. As they say, I love <laughs> having your perspective and thank you for joining us on this oh, hour. Thank you. So again, you've been listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. We encourage your feedback and your questions. You can email us at EverydayAttraction at gmail.com. And also don't forget to pop over to our sponsor's website of SendOutCards.com forward slash attraction, SendOutCards forward slash attraction. We've set up a free card for you to send to someone today to see them through the eyes of Source. Tell them what you see for them, that you never worry about them. Send them a card today for free at sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. You help the show out when you do that. Have a wonderful week. We love you all, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Stay tuned for your Law of Attraction card reading from our wonderful friend, Charcel. Welcome to the Law of Attraction card reading. Today's card tells us, I can make a career of living happily ever after. A very good career choice would be to gravitate towards those activities and to embrace those desires that harmonize with your core intentions, which are freedom and growth and joy. Make a career of living a happy life rather than trying to find work that will produce enough income that you can do things with your money that will then make you happy. When feeling happy is of paramount importance to you and what you do for a living makes you happy, you have found the best of all combinations. You can make a career of living happily ever after. This is Charcel reminding you that like attracts like and that today is sunny with possibilities. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Go to www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction and mail a free card that you personalize to someone you appreciate. Don't wait. Act on your promptings to appreciate today at www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Everyday Attraction is recorded live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time on Aligned Radio, alignradio.com.